We've already hit record. We've been talking. I'll, I'll cut this. It's not. It's, okay. I'm like, did it start? Yeah. I mean, I just clicked it. So hopefully it all stays. To those listening, welcome. As we explore wonders and mysteries and journey into the realm of unknown. But yeah, so this will probably be the same as last time, uh, just kind of free flow. But you know, except you're hello. not gonna like ruin the files now. Shut the fuck up. That was that was an old computer. Uh, this is a new nice computer. Mm-hmm. Gotten a new computer since June. Blame the tech. Yes, I will blame the tech. A good mechanic you're, doesn't blame his tools. These aren't my tools. This is my fucking slave. He does all the shit for me. I don't pay it. I don't do anything. I write it off my taxes. Um, oh, I should do that. I do. Not as much. I can't do it anymore. But I did for the first like two years because it's. Hey, if I get a if I get a job working remote and they don't give me a laptop, fuck yeah, I'm writing it off. Yeah, you can. Okay, so. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, I'm just I'm just trying to open up my windows on my end. Okay, so, hello everybody. <laughs> uh, this. Hi. Uh, Realm of Unknown, a show that talks about creepy shit, and I, I am having a guest today for the second time, but actual second time for her as well, because we we recorded two months ago, and I fucked up shit, so we're now recording different, but to be fair, to be fair, uh, we did a free flow episode, and it was good to catch up regardless. But this is my real good friend, Julie, who, who, is, who is on something. Uh, I think you were also I'm not as drunk anymore. Were you not? Were you, weren't you high as well last time? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that so was, I don't remember. We were a little more coherent, uh, and we're also <laughs> probably not going to record for like eight hours. Uh, no, I got work in the morning. <laughs> right. So yeah, this is, this is my friend, Julie. Uh, I've known her since... Middle school. I was like, did I know you before? But no. Seventh grade? Different, different. Sixth grade. You went to Manoa. You went to Manoa. I went to Chatham. Yes, sir. I completely Manoa Mustangs. That. Hey, yo. But yeah, we, we met each other in middle school. You know, we're friends through high school, went to different colleges, but have still stayed in touch and stuff. And Julie is really into spooky, creepy shit. And, you know, it's a trait that many have. <laughs> I mean, I I'm do have a, a tattoo to prove it. Oh. If anyone questions my spookiness, you know about my tattoo. I don't. Did you get it in high school? Oh, spooky. Okay, okay. I was like, is yeah, it a I ghost? It. Uh, yeah, it's a little ghost. I drew it. It's a little ghost, and it says spooky on the side, but I didn't know shit about designing tattoos at the time, so, like, the, the letters are... I mean, it's so great, but I kind of just, I didn't give a shit. I mean, you could just say it says whatever once it starts smudging. And like, or or I'm going to tell people that it said spooky, <laughs> and then I'm like, and then it bled as tattoos do, and people are going to be, oh, oh well, you should have done it better, don't you agree? I'm like, now I'm fucking 18, and I want a stupid little ghost tattoo, dude. I mean, to be fair, you could say that that's all part of the plan, because you're like, I wanted a really creepy tattoo, so now that it's bleeding and like, Inking away, you're like, oh yeah, I just designed it that way. 
I don't know if it's going to be so much creepy as like, did I not wear my glasses today? Like, it's a little, it's a little blurry. That is my whole life. I don't. Like, I, yeah, I'm like, I don't. I, I have not gone to the eye doctor in like a decade. I need new prescriptions. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I have Julie back. Introduction wise, is there anything you want to say or do or whatever, promote, just to kind of that, get out of the way? Because. I don't think we really did it last promote. time. Yeah, I don't know. You you do your uh you still doing your dog shit from Instagram? Or oh, I'm lazy. Yeah. Uh No, I, so... I did when I when I wasn't really working and like wanted Fair, money. that's yeah, that's true. But Julie is a graphic designer, so you know. Hit a bitch <laughs> up if you need something. Um, Unfortunately. But yeah. Or hit a bitch. Just like punch me in the face. I'll take either. Honestly, same. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we both have a lot of similarities, graphic designers and to creepy shit. And uh, I invited Julie onto the show because there are a few topics that I'll be, I'll be completely honest, Julie, you're being used because these are topics that I oh, cannot do. Oh, what else is new? <laughs> these are topics I cannot do. Like, I mean, I can. I can do them solo, but they, they do... More, you get more out of it if there's like a feedback or like a back and forth discussion or response. You know what I mean? Like someone to, to bounce your to bounce your uh, content off of. Yeah, like I, I feel like your last box. Right. I, I feel like shows that have dual hosts or more boobox. Booba. I'm sorry. What? Oh, from yeah, is that Teletubbies? Yeah. I mean, you, you're there pretty much. You're just missing the sun. I mean, if I two different things, but yes. Also, if I turned off the wallpaper, there would be lots of children stuffed animals, which kind of goes with that vibe. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, I uh, we won't be sidetracking this whole time. I promise. No, that's good. Topic wise, we were gonna record two. I will give the caveat: we are not doing the conspiracy one that I was telling you about uh, because one. I I am like halfway through with notes and it is long as fuck. Two, I honestly don't know if it should be under the conspiracy subject matter because it's really not. It's just like an internet mystery. Our, uh, our main topic. So yes, uh, so mm-hmm. our main and it's not a surprise. It's uh, Lakes of Quiet was what we were going to talk about. So I will probably bring you back eventually if you wish to uh to talk about that or the fidel phone because i know you mentioned that you know a little bit of it right or the um, creepy phones that showed up in detroit uh yeah i think when you uh prefaced it to me originally i kind of combined the two in my head and i was like yeah i've heard of that at some point i think i've heard of both vaguely yeah i mean the lake city quiet pills i think was more it's more known since it's been around for a while. It's like 10 years mm-hmm. old at this point. Yeah. Uh, or two, like almost 20 years old. But cause it was like 09 internet age. Uh, but the Fidel one, I think, is more recent. Like late 2010s, almost. No, Castro? No. Uh, Are you a Bay of Pig? No. I, it, it might be spelled the same way. Uh, uh, I fell on Fidel. Not, not Fidel. Was... Fidel, like... Almost like kind of like the toy lion. Mattel. I mean, literally, it's 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 a it's, Trixie it, Mattel. Think of it like Mattel, but with like an F. Trixie Mattel. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, no, they're like creepy payphones that popped up 
all over Detroit and like other areas. That they have like notes on them. No, they had like weird cryptic phone combinations that you could call to like. Do you remember the dream survey stuff that was going around? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. It's it's similar to that, but Julie, this shit. Uh, there, there's a dude who I'll probably if we do do well, it. I'll, okay, well, don't get me hyped up. We're not going to talk about it. I know. Okay, yeah. Uh, but we will because I, I, I do want to talk about that shit too. But no, today is the other topic that I said I have. The less cool one. All right. Uh, but you say that, but I still have six pages of notes. Hey, yo, story time. Right. Uh, Are you gonna tuck me in? I mean, we might. I don't know. Uh, so, so Julie. Let me preface by saying, do you know the, like... The Muffin Man? Well, no. But yes. Yes. No, He's I'm married to, to the Muffin Man. I'm trying to think of what's the word. Uh, it's not, like, a movement, but it's kind of like an underground thing of, like, urban exploration. Oh, oh, I almost did my senior thesis on this. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're, you're familiar with it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like the people going and exploring, like, kind of, like, abandoned, overgrown places. Yeah, and it's it's pretty broad. More, it's, like, urban areas. Yeah, it's it's old places, abandoned locations, like you said. Um, yeah. Underground stuff. Like, places that you're not technically supposed to be at, whether yeah. they're dangerous or trespassing, etc. Yeah. There's actually a Facebook group for uh, places in PA. Of abandoned places in PA that people go to explore. I'll have to send you that link. It's really you cool. Will. There's, uh, oh, we should go exploring. I, I was going to say if you wanted to go on like a ghost. We should do a live traveling podcast. <laughs> That's a lot of money, but yeah. Soy boy phase. You say soy boy It's not phase? a lot of money. I don't want to get trespassing fees. Shane, <laughs> I have a car and, and I ain't scared of no coppers. Uh-huh. I'm scared of Come fucking mid-PA cops. Fucking red-as-hell districts. Um, I don't want to say anything to us. I don't give a <laughs> shit. It's whatever. Oh, fucking pig. Fucking bum-fuck PA. Fucking, it, it is. It's fine. We're both white. I can put on my... Oh, hey, I'm Sam for salary. <laughs> I don't know where to be. <laughs> Looking for my great aunt. It's like, we're both white straight religiously christians from pa oh i thought i thought you're and it was like um we had a miscommunication somewhere and we're still we're still in the scenario of us being pulled over okay, um oh yeah so ur- urban exploration uh again it's or urban experience in some cases uh it, it's pretty much just exploring abandoned places doing stuff you're not really supposed to and like not documenting but like some people like to document, like map it out, and like share it within this like hush hush, mm-hmm. you know, underground. Well, and stuff. It's, it's the fact that it's not technically a public space, and it's not. Yeah, it's like, never public. Super welcoming for you to go see, so it's more. Yeah, public. yeah, it's it's locked away. So that that's gonna be, that's gonna be like the foundation of this topic. Okay. And the information uh, is being pulled from primarily a Gizmodo article, uh, which is an online publication, for, like, the narrative of things. But I also got information from The Wire, The Guardian, Hackaday's, and uh, Wikipedia articles, because why not? Did you donate? No, fuck no. (laughs) 
shame. I have before, but not this they year. They give you so much. They don't. And they um, ask for so little. They ask for a dollar. No, I haven't either. All <laughs> right. They're doing fine. Whatever. Uh, I feel bad. Yeah, right. So this story dates back to the summer of 2004, and we're going to Paris. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. And we're going down to the catacombs uh, underneath the city. Oh, no, no. Right? Uh, which is typically, it, there are public quote-unquote spots that you can go to, but they're you like, you need a, yeah, you need a tour. And to be fair, I actually got this story because, do you remember the show I recommended last time, uh, Dead Time mm-hmm. Stories? They're like another you Philly. remember how much I just said I was very intoxicated? Yes, or high, as we determined. I would think things. You would fit in with this this show. <laughs> under an influence. But they're like another Philadelphia-based spooky show. that does a lot of very yeah, I'm going to write it down this time. Uh, it's Dead Time Stories, but the S at the end of stories is a Z. Ooh, edgy. Right? And you'll see it. Their, their album thing is like two girls in like coffins, like smiling at each other. So edgy. Right. But they had a guest on, like, one of their friends who I think they were, like, honeymooning in Paris and went to the catacombs. And they were just talking about their experience there. But they mentioned a scenario that I don't want to say because it spoils it, but it's what we're going to talk about. And I was like, oh. And then she mentioned that, like, they never found out who did it. And I was like, oh. So I looked into it, and this is what we're going to talk about. So hopefully that didn't spoil for what... I mean, you didn't say anything about it. <laughs> Good. So, 2004... <laughs> I, we're in, we're in the catacombs. We're in the catacombs, right. And we're going to be starting off with the good old police. Uh, because, why not? Specifically, police officers in Paris were conducting a sort of training session. Le Pig. Uh, right. I think there's a... Or Le Chonk, the, the new Pokemon. Uh, Le Oink Oink. <laughs> But yeah, they're they conducting <laughs> training sessions down in the catacombs, which, if you're not familiar, they actually have to patrol oh. them because people throw parties down there so often. Uh, oh, so yeah. They were in a location that was typically not allowed to the public. So people should not have access here. No one should be able to get into this section of the catacombs. And to picture this, the catacombs are pitch black. Like, if you've ever gone to a cave and they turn off the lights to show you, it's like that all the time. Straight up underground cave. Literally, with bones and rats. So they were down there, and they were only, like, illuminated by flashlights and, like, their headlamps, and they were doing this police training session, whatever. But imagine their surprise when all of a sudden they started hearing the sounds of barking and snarling dogs oh. in the darkness. Oh. Yeah. A mu- much more talk? angry dog. Uh, oh, and it was coming talk. from all angles, Julie. Like, it all around them, they started hearing these barking sounds. And they, it was so real that the officers were, like, calling out to see if, like, maybe there was an actual real dog there, like, injured or, like, defending an area near that or whatever like they were kind of freaked they were really freaked out but you know they're cops they're equipped so they don't have to worry too much Mm. but 
I would be freaked out if you're in complete darkness and that starts happening. Sure. So they begin to investigate, as cops do, and they begin to spread out and move a bit more <laughs> as further. As they do. <laughs> right. They you move know. further into the darkness, and they were once more shocked by what they stumbled across down in the catacombs. And Your mama. What, what do you think they found after hearing dog barking and being in pitch blackness? Your mama. <laughs> what? Your mama. Your mama. Uh, I think they found your mama. Um, no, um, I think, um, I want to insert Jeopardy music. No, I don't know. Uh, did did they find nothing? Was it a spooky dog specter? No. Was it a dead body? We'll say, this is not a paranormal story. This is a weird mystery. They found a 300 square, or 3,000 square foot space in the catacombs. It was strung up with lights. It was professionally wired and pirated lines to the phone line, as well as the electricity, uh, directly into the city power grid. On they top found of the that, bat cave. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but a lot cooler, because on top of that, within this overall space, there was a full bar, a lounge, oh. a workshop, a dining-slash-cafe like zone, and a small movie theater with seats for about 20 people to watch. And hey, the movie yo. theater seats were carved directly into the stone of the catacombs. And I have a link to show you that. Hey, yo, I need to be friends with that guy. Right? Uh, I'm fucking sick. Here is a link to a photo, which I believe is the seats that they carved into the stone. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, I just dropped in the chat for you real quick. Oh, dropped in chat. So there's no, like, real photos oh, of the spooky. But if you can imagine people sitting up there, and then the opposite side would be where they would be projecting the screen. Right? Silly! That's so fun! Right? I love that. They So they the officers were down there. They were looking around. They also found a really bizarre metal container with a lot of, like, wires in it. And they, they were concerned that this was actually a bomb, so they called the bomb squad. Uh, it yeah. turns out it was just a couscous maker. So <laughs> they didn't really have to worry My too man's much. man's like couscous. Right? And this is all weird, obviously. This should not be down there. Uh, so they actually left. Like, they secured it. They left. And they came back a few days later with uh, members of the EDF, which has a French name. I'm not going to pronounce it. Because there's other French later. Try your best. Um, I know. It, it, it pretty much, it's literally just like the electrical. Et like, it's literally like elect- electricity department France. Like, it's that. It's like their state run electrical service. Pretty much, yeah. There you go. Um, but it's like a state run electrical service uh, because they, they were concerned that this may have been like, you know, because they were tapped into the power grid like they were thinking maybe this is like right, like what, what nefarious like, shit is going yeah, on yeah like there. what's happening that's not uh, normal right but they show up after a few like two or three days to come back and everything was gone it was just the bare space like all the equipment was gone all the wiring was gone all the food and alcohol was gone it just vanished no 
everything. Gotta get out of here. Except for a small note that was left in the middle of the room that read Nenu Shishapa, which translates to do not look for us. Or like don't look. Like it it's like don't bother. That's just a bunch of college kids trying to be spooky. Right? I mean, they said, they, yo, we found this cool hideout. No one comes down here. Then the cops came and busted it. And then they're like, no, what if we just, like, packed everything up? And left well, it? that's the thing, though. Like, they, they didn't find it. Like, they made it. Like, they had to call. Well, I know. But, like, obviously it was an area that people did not frequent. Yeah, but, like, they had they had to somehow get wires underground to connect to... Can you, can you imagine, like, I can't even do fucking wires in my house or apartment. Like, tunneling <laughs> wires down into the catacombs to then patch into the main grid. <laughs> guy. I don't know. Right. So so this when this happened, this was, like, highly sensationalized. People had theories all over the place. The, uh, the French press actually thought that it was, like, a far-right threat-type group. Like, they thought it was, like, an actual terrorist thing. Uh, the BBC thought it was like some sort of like underground movement that was happening. Anonymous. But literally, no one fully knows who is responsible for this to this day. However, I, I thanks to this Gizmodo article, we might have a potential culprit, and I say well, might because it's still questioned, even though it's fairly agreed upon. So the the article in question was written by Sean Michaels, and he did. Very basic journalism by interviewing someone. I mean, he has two first names. What do you expect? Actually, I don't even know if Shawn Michaels is a guy or not, but I'm pretty sure he is. A weak alias, if it is one. I mean, I have a, I have a, someone in my office who's called Shawn, and she spells it like the dude version. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she's very she's nice. She's very nice. Um, <laughs> but we stand Shawn. So Shawn Michaels got in contact with a man by the name of Lazar Kuntzman. Kuntzman, uh, he knew him through, you know, other times where he spoke with the media. Uh, he was in, like, some articles and newspaper stuff. He's a part of, like, this urban exploration-type underground movement. That's why I mm-hmm. brought it up at the beginning. And he, uh, he, like, contacted Sean in order to have this interview uh, because he claims that he is a representative of a group of individuals who were responsible for the theater. And he's being really mysterious about this, and we will talk about that a little later. But for the context, he's just telling Sean what's going on. But Kuzman says that the cinema itself, the space that they made, they called it the La Mexican del Perficion, which is like... It doesn't have a really great translation, but it's like the Mexican Consolidated Drilling Authority, which you would not think that that's what it means. Uh, uh, it really rolls off the tongue. But apparently it's some, like, inside joke from, like, a bar with a very similar name or something. Like, it literally has no context for what it is. But the crazy part, the, the crazy part of the story is that Kuzman reveals that the group who created the cinema is actually a subgroup of about 20 or 30 individuals who make up an even larger group of about 50, uh, 150 who break into smaller teams. This one in particular, uh, the whole group is called Ooeeks, 
which is French for UX or urban exploration. Ah, UX. So I'll call it UX, but it's literally spelled like UX, like web design stuff. UX, UI. They're, they're, they're very bohemian. Like, if you can imagine the vibe Ooh. that they have, it's very much oh, that. Oh. Uh, they're very secretive, and they remain very patient, and they're very dedicated to what they do, and they're very meticulous and serious about what they do as well, because oh, sure. they are capable of discreetly doing all kinds of different projects around Paris without official permission. They are Good pretty much an organized secret society that roams around Paris. Man, they're just having fun. Right? Like, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Like, uh, they're not hurting anyone, right? I don't know. Uh, te- tech, uh, wait, wait for... Do you, do you have... Re- okay, all right. I'll, there there I'll are some people who might hurt people. But for, for, uh, for now, at this point in time, I like them. Yeah, you and you I'm will overall. Them. So most of what they do what is <laughs> they transform abandoned places into venues for different types of like experimental art experiences or whatever they normally stage plays illegally in places after hours that they don't have access to an illegal play yeah uh and in fact uh what the cinema that they actually had the one that was underground they were actually filming or screening uh urban exploration films from like other people and that, like that general vibe. It, it was like it was like a Sundance for like urban people. It's like us, like going into my dad's shed and watching YouTube videos, being like, "Oh, we're not supposed to be here." Pretty much, or like your neighbor's shed. Uh, yeah, like what? But where am I? The do, 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 do. okay, yeah. So, so the the group itself does this all over Paris, not just the catacombs, but they do seemingly like to hang out there a lot Mm -hmm. and for context paris does have a very i want to say like well-defined relationship with urban exploration like it's very mainstream almost uh Mm. probably thanks to the catacombs because you know paris is a super old city and there are i mean anywhere in europe you could say that right yeah like you think of it like we're what like philly's 300 years old Paris is like a few thousand, maybe or whatever. Like it's it to compare well, it. Can, I mean, even take it back to like Lascaux and shit. Like yeah, exactly. It's been there a while. Yeah, it's been it's been forever. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of places like this for them to like get that vibe on. And uh, so <laughs> yeah, like fine. and like again like 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 I mentioned before like the police shut down like teen ragers in the catacombs. Like people just hang out. Where all these dead bodies Man, are. Just let them have fun, <laughs> right? I'm uh, just jealous that I wasn't invited to a catacomb party. Right, but Uix is like, like if like the mainstream people enjoy this, Uix is like the serious, like artsy pants of the group. This isn't a joke. This is our life goal, dude. Julie, you you, you are. Hitting <laughs> They they literally have a term for uh for normies. Uh, they call people refugees. <laughs> Give me these. Right? Like 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 people. Um, it's just, not a phase. I I don't know why they call them that. <laughs> Come on. I think, I think it's just supposed to like make fun of like you know you eat raviolis like we're we're the fine dining of this or whatever. It's, we it's... eat manicotti. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
like I, I okay, uh, look, not you're not like doing anything that philosophical here. No, it's they're not. not. They're really for not. judging people who aren't going into the catacombs all the time. Yeah, and and to be fair, like they make fun of them, but it's more so because the quote unquote ravioli normies. A lot of them are. They say unhinged. I would just say like a danger to themselves or others because you are going into like abandoned places. And if you're not experienced, you're just like going about you are. Yeah, it's not something to fuck around with. Yeah. So so they I, I think from what I can glean from it, their quote unquote seriousness is more so from that where it's like, you I know, see. it's almost like it's almost like they're. Uh, like, take they're more seriously rather than the fake fans. Yeah, yeah. The, like, they're it's not, not like if the, you if you aren't interested, they're not like you're a fucking loser. But like if you're someone who just like does it stupidly and like casually and calls yourself a member, you're like, all right, you fucking ravioli. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the vibe. Um, it's like me with BTS fans. Uh, so much so there there is actually another figure that's like well known within the urban exploration kind of environment or click or whatever who's like a notorious prankster and thief to a lot of people he's called the painted lizard and he does things that i'm sure he thinks are funny but he's very notorious for sealing off the exits to people who were exploring the catacombs so, like, if you go to the catacombs, you typically have a planned exit because of how crazy it is down there, and he, like, blocks it off. So, like, yeah, like, so you either have to find your way back somewhere that's, else. That's, that's yeah. not very nice. It's pretty fucked that's up. Kind of uh, he's also known for jumping people and beating them sometimes oh, and, like, stealing okay. their bites and running away. That's funny. Yeah, and he's also known to sometimes dress up as a Nazi, walking around the catacombs in the dark and screaming off the top of his lungs and like running around, which is I don't scary. Laugh at that, but like, I would be scared of that. I would be scared of something. I like, guess if like if you knew that it was just a fucking guy, I think it's funny. Yeah, but he, to, but he's like doing if you came to, across that, and like I don't support it, but no, and and he's doing this mainly to like those normie people. So like they would be there for the first time. Like, yeah, pretty much. Um, hey, you're not one of those. He's hazing right. them, dude. But but again, like the the Uweeks group <laughs> kind of wants to pull themselves away from that vibe and be again more like bohemian. Hey Take man, there's there's more. bad apples in every community, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And as mentioned earlier, they they break themselves into a lot of subgroups, uh, particularly like the group that made the cinema, like the event crew. So like the 20 or 30 people who did that, uh, they have a map making crew whose entire job is to like map photographers. Out, pretty much. Uh, they, they map out the catacombs. Uh, there's a key making crew who they they copy keys to important buildings and access points all throughout Paris. I thought you said T, and I to provide everyone with like Earl Grey. Like it's very nice. So that, that, that's the UK division. The tea making group. Yeah, that's the England. There is an all-female infiltration crew called the Mouse House. Oh hell yeah! And they are completely uh, <laughs> dedicated to just sneaking around places and like getting in where they shouldn't be. Uh, Catwoman. Pretty much. 
uh, except for it's a mouse. Uh, well, there's a crew specifically dedicated to secret restoration projects called the Untergunter Group. Untergunter. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about them in just a moment. But those are like I some like of the main them. key groups of this. They all use the same email address to communicate to each other, so it's not like widespread or anything. And they don't really like do a it. domain. No, like they literally share the same the same address. Oh, like it, it's like that's it's kind of like like a group chat, but they're just all in the same email. We all have the same login. Pretty much. <laughs> for the, yeah. uh, but you know, like they they don't do this for the glory, and most of the stuff they do does like they don't announce it. The cinema stuff was only found out because the cops found it, and they never announce it to the public. Like, they just do it. Uh, so they, they like to stay anonymous, and they vaguely hint to the public here and there to, like, get people into the whole, like, exploring stuff, but they, they'll mm-hmm. never be, like, very outright with it. Uh, until, obviously, Koontzman was telling this stuff uh, to the journalists back in, like, I think the, he, I think the original article came out in, like, 2012. Uh, but again, the theater stuff took place in 2004, so this is like almost 10 oh. years later. Uh, mm. So there's, it's really like the group's just crazy, like it's weird. But another example, and I believe this took place two years or so after the whole cinema stuff, the Untergutter group, uh, <laughs> who again does like the restoration sides of things for like mm-hmm. old abandoned stuff. They keep a list of dilapidated things all over the city, and mm-hmm. they it's it's a list that you know they could never fully complete in their lifetime. Like there's just so many things on it. It's uh, a to do list, pretty much. <clears throat> I, I would say it's one of my to do lists where it's like I would love to do this, but then like it's an never... aspirational to do list. Yeah, it, it's the to do list for things that eventually need to get moved to the real to do list uh, because they will never get done. I understand entirely. It's it's the lists that you make on your note app on your phone that you forget about. And then a few months it's later, the list you make when you're feeling really motivated and then you look back an hour later and you're like, I really thought I'd do even two of these things. Yeah, so we get it. Uh, procrastinators out I there. Um, <laughs> hey, so represent. despite this, every now and again, uh, if they determine that a job is achievable and they have the manpower available at that time, they will plan and they will very quietly take care of the job. Do they tiptoe? Pretty much, because the example <laughs> that we're going to talk yeah. about is the restoration that they decided to do of an old clock uh, within the Paris pantheon building which was broken uh back in 19 back in the 1960s so i have another photo to send you real quick in the chat that shows an example of like what the mechanisms of the clock are that they are trying to restore you're showing the viewers this right oh no fuck that (laughs) they'll have to look it up i'm sorry people but you shane Oh, come on, man. You're a content creator. It is a visual. up on screen. It is a visual show. I know Spotify allows for uploads now, which is really weird. Wait, I'm sorry. You just said it's a visual show. It is. But Spotify, for some reason, allows you to upload video. Well, does Spotify Spotify can fuck it? But I know what's going on YouTube. Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. 
I, I sometimes put the shows up on you. You really, you're, you're, you're cucking your fans. The, the main show is from an RSS. You're making them do homework. The main podcast is from an RSS feed that gets uploaded and then distributed to all other podcast platforms. Make them do homework, bro. For people who want to look it up, it is the Paris Pantheon <laughs> building. It's very easy to find. If it makes y'all feel better, it's a very boring photo. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. It it's looks like a it show. looks like a dude who's dressed as like kind of like a surgeon, just like tinkering with some gears. Yeah, it's just a show that that's <laughs> like the mechanism of this like really old big clock. Like it's not like a it's not a clock that's it, just. It's like, literally well, just like a guy working on a big clock. Yeah. Yeah, like it. It's not. It's not like a clock you see walking on the sidewalk. This is like a big window clock and a giant. Sorry, do you see that often? You know those like those like clock. Do you see those like clocks that are sometimes? Oh, I am. You know what? Clocks. I am so sorry. When you said that sentence, did you you hear something else? Walking on the sidewalk. Did you hear a different word? No, 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 no. I thought you were talking about like clocks that were personified and were walking around on the sidewalk. <laughs> and I was like, I'm very confused at what no, we were talking no, no. about. This is like, for people who are listening. Are you good? You right. see that? <laughs> this is like one of those massive clocks you would see like at like a train station type place. Like big, uh, it's yeah, up like on big the big Yeah, pretty much. But smaller than that. But like a clock tower. Like it's a big thing. Similar, yes. Yes, very like much. A, oh, like Dr. Dunham. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but th- this clock has been broken since the 60s, and it's just been dead, I guess. Uh, so the Uweeks team decided to go re- restore this clock, and they actually already had keys to the Pantheon building, uh, because they actually held staged mm. plays and movie screenings there uh, after hours. So they were already good there, uh, but they scoped out the building, like they observed and learned the guard patterns. Uh, they eventually got inside the building. They uh, assessing creed this shit. Julie, they climbed up inside. They made a home base at the base of the dome of the building, and like, dome. like they worked out of the building while inside of the building. I Crazy. love them. Right? Cool as shit. The the home base that they had had like a fully working workshop and they were there for like a year or so. Uh slowly repairing the clock. They like had to get into other buildings or other rooms within the building and like take parts like that they needed and like sneak around guards and like get them to get back to the where they were. Mission impossible. Like, literally, like this is like a legit operation. <laughs> and uh All right. Once they were done, the group, or I should say before that, caveat, uh, because they had done all this stuff before in the building, like, you know, breaking in and, like, having plays and shit, the group actually didn't have a great relationship with the assistant director of the Pantheon building, because he was like, I'm fed up with you guys. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like a natural... They're, They're the vigilantes. Like and the authorities a, never like vigilant. True. But it's also like, this is like a national building. Like, this is like, if you would be able to break into, like, Independence Hall. 
and just like hang yeah, out. Yeah, they're they're kind of like you are not qualified. Don't fucking touch it. <laughs> yeah, like you're not supposed to be there. You have to like book tickets to get into this place. Type yeah, of. like don't be sneaking in and getting your grubby paws all over everything. So that whole thing's happening. So when they finish the clock, they actually present it to the building. Like they don't go live with it. They like present it. Did to- they put a big bow on it? Uh, probably, maybe. Um, for you. But they present it, and the building, like, refused to put it up. Oh, because, come on. Now you're just being petty. Well, to be fair, like, th- this was a huge embarrassment, because this clock's been broken for, like, yeah, seven, well, maybe they should have like, done a better fucking years, job. Right? But it's like, we couldn't do it, so, like, <laughs> random. embarrassed. <laughs> right? It's like, random citizens had to restore this clock for you? Like, come on, well, dude. Maybe- job dude exactly so feel bad this, this annoyed Uix because they have been working on this for a full fucking year and they're like all right well we're gonna put it up then it's like fuck you we're gonna do it anyways so on christmas eve in the dead of night really think we need you exactly broke in once again even yes. after i guess they maybe changed the locks after finding out that this team has been there for a full year they put up the clock themselves, and oh. you know, no one was there because it was Ding Christmas dong. Eve. <laughs> so everyone's asleep for Christmas, and they're like, all right, let's do it. Golf clap for them. Exactly. Real G's. I'll never be that cool. This unfortunately doesn't end super happy-happy, uh, because... No! It's not like too bad, but the assistant director over, I guess, the holiday break becomes the director. And he like immediately takes the clock down. Okay, uh, but like, what? What is the point at this? Like, you're gonna be more. That's upset. like if someone. That's like if someone fucking fixed the Liberty Bell and put it up, and he went no, and he put it back in storage because <laughs> he was petty. I mean, pretty much. You're you're gonna be more upset because he not only took it down, he actually brought Break in it. a clock. Well, Joy, he brought in a clocksmith and asked him to destroy it, but <gasps> the clocksmith said, like, no, I, w- I, w- I won't do that. Yeah, this, is like, this is like a work of art. This is a beautiful machine. Like, I, I can't, oh I can't do that. So he took out, like, a piece of it so that it wouldn't work. Yeah. So he, he just broke it again, essentially. This man has a little dick. It, it's very, I'm going to tell you right now. This man needs to go to therapy. <laughs> because what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I mean, to be fair, he's like a, a, nas- like a nice, beautiful national treasure that, like, no, I'll rephrase. It wasn't like the Liberty Bell, because that crack is now a part of its whole thing, right? Yeah, the fuck up wasn't. But it's like, it, if if the Liberty Bell wasn't cracked, and then someone fucking cracked it, like it got dropped, and it shattered, and they're like, well, I guess we're just going to put it in storage, and then someone fixed it and put it back up, and they went, no, break it. Yeah, it, like you said, it's very petty behavior. That, who is this man? But that that's it for the whole clock scenario. Like, it ends there, nothing else happens. Uh, now I'm angry. Well, we're, we're going back into the twist of the mystery of things, because yeah, you gotta are... At this point, you got to either scare me or give me a, a feel-good moment. There's another, there's another twist to this whole story, uh, because 
Remember originally that this whole thing, information-wise, about the UX group coming from Shawn Michaels, who is currently from Gizmodo interviewing Lazar Kutzman? Sure. Turns out that Lazar Kutzman is the painted lizard that we mentioned earlier. Did you not already say that? No. He, the, the dude who's giving this information is also the weird prankster dude that dresses up as a Nazi oh, and runs around shit. screaming in the catacombs. Yeah. Wait, I kind of fucking love that. Right? I so, like I I kind of felt like that might be right. Like it's very weird. reasonable. Um, but obviously, I mean, he painted lizard. True. My man wants attention. Yeah, he does, and he screams a lot it underground. Screams as a Nazi in the catacombs. My man really needs right? attention. But obviously, upon learning that, my Shawn Michaels got a little hesitant about like the he whole. Said we're story. not friends anymore. Well, it's like, you know, he he was assuming that this was a more, like, reputable person, not something. No, prank. but now you're going, okay, you're someone who obviously wants attention. Yeah, so he's like, and okay. so he's he, a little theatrical. Yes. So he starts asking around the sort of community again, uh, and he gets a hold of a few other people, and he, they're like, all right, you caught us. Ooix isn't actually that big of a group. It's like maybe 20 people. And Kutzman is just, like, crazy, and he likes to tell stories and, like, just to inflate everything. Uh, and, like, He's just, just the most obnoxious one. But another, what? another twist. Oh, my God, I'm all twisted up. <laughs> because Michaels ends up getting a message from a member of the Untergunter group. Untergunter. Right? The people who do the restorations. Uh, a woman who reaches out to him and tells him that Kutzman is not actually a crazy person, but that he's actually a leader within another subgroup of UX. <gasps> this one in particular is a PR and media-focused group, and his job is to act erratically and tell people conflicting stories to make like various backgrounds and characters to kind of obscure the truth. And make it harder for Uix to be discovered. He's a fucking yeah. Plant. He's he's doing like forty chess here because apparently Uix really is a hundred and fifty oh. people, uh, and he's just doing his job. All right, Coon. Look right, here. right. I it's pretty cool. Job. I mean, like, I wish I had that job. To be honest. Well, well, job as in uh, this is my mm, hobby that I take seriously, and I wish was my job, I, okay. but it's not pay I well. Do, I do not want to have on record that I would like to dress up as a Nazi and yell at people. Not the plan. But I would like to publicly just be a fucking crazy person <laughs> and get paid for it. Well, maybe it should be caveat that you're not being paid and that it's not public. Well, it, well you're being crazy well, in private and you're doing it for free. I mean. <laughs> I've done I've done haunted houses before, Shane. I know how it goes. Exactly. And you know what? It's the most fun I've ever fucking had. Yeah, we, we would fit in very well. Uh, we would just have learned. I would pay them to let me do it. Exactly. But again, like that's again a very this whole thing that is questionable. Obviously, because now we really don't know. There's conflicting stories, and as I mentioned at the beginning, even though we have this story, we still don't definitively know who it was that made the cinema. We don't know how they professionally got into the electrical grid or the phone line. We don't mm. really know all this stuff. We're told it, but the Uweeks group is so secretive that 
either they're, you know, a group of highly skilled individuals or they might have, like, connections throughout Paris that let them do this sort of shit. So I have a question. Go. That, we, this is okay. pretty much the so, end. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, so most of the information we got about this group and the origin and the catacomb thing so, was from Coombe. Yes and no. Who we so, know is kind of a plant. Everything about the cinema, like all the shit that happened with the police officers, all that stuff prior, that's like public stuff. That's like articles reporting did on the, it. Did the group did the group themselves confirm that they were like, yeah, that's true, that was us. So Kuntz, who allegedly might be, might not be from the group, says that it was the group. Well, okay, but we're but the group is saying that he is not a part of the group. People right? in the community are saying that they're not, but that Untergunter girl said that he is. Untergunter. So that's so, that's oh. the conflicting uh, part. Okay. So so everything about the cinema, all that detail stuff, up until we got to the Uik stuff, that's all solid. That's all. So we have back. a lot of just kind of conflicting back and forth. Yes, and the whole clock stuff, that's fact too. Like that. Did happen. There, there are articles about the clock being restored and the, stuff. The Gunta, they're the real deal. Yes. They're the, the, the question. They're, they're the good guys. The question is whether or not they are as widespread as they claim to be and as right. many as they claim to be. Because they claim well, to be 150 broken into smaller groups, or they could be like 20 people. Or the, they could just be like well, two or aren't three. they? Are they not a just a faction, though, of this larger group, supposedly? No, Uix is questioned right. to be either 150 or right, right. 20 people. I'm talking about the Untergunta. The Untergunta would be that overall number. Okay. Yes. So the, I... the Untergunta, the Mouse House, all those little crews, they mm-hmm. would be under the umbrella of Uix. And Uix is what is questioned overall as to how diverse and how widespread they are. Okay, so oh, wait, okay. I see it I see it as I understand now. Um if you're part of the BTS army, but your bias is Yungi, you're still part of the BTS army, but like, you know, Yungi stands are not the same as Jimin stands, you know. Like they're all part of the same like you're on the same team, but like you, you kind of split off. I will confidently say I don't know, and I feel very, very good in that. And I will also confidently <laughs> say that I am sure a very good portion of the audience will not also know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, all right, sorry. Okay, well, I mean, okay. So how she's, she's talking it? about J-pop. Um, I know they're K-pop. I'm gonna reach through the I was like, I was like, how do I say something offensive? With like Everyone knows who the fuck BTS is at this point. It's 2022. They went to the White House. I'm trying to. Here's a. They did. They met Joey B. Oh, they really should have, but whatever. I mean, look. I don't like it when was celebrities big go. Them, that's great for them. I don't really give a fuck about the American government. Because, True. It just makes you know awesome. what. It was an it was an important moment for them and their culture and them as a group was a big thing. They were also like speakers at uh, United Nations conference. Really, that's weird. Oh, but for more than once. 
The UN is weird. Yeah, no, they're like they're like international like representatives. Like Oh yeah, they're literally like the face of but their, like, their, it's like, not just, entertainment. It, it's industry. not like oh it's in sync. It's like no, they're like doing shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they they went on a quote unquote like a break, like a hiatus a couple months ago and like I saw so many articles articles that was like South Korea's fucking panicking because they're not going to make any... Are they breaking up? Oh my god, they're breaking up. No, they're just like, that. they make, like, a majority of South Korea's, like, income and tourism and... wild. It is insane to me. Anyway, we're not talking about BTS right now. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to... I'm a person who learns... I'm a visual learner, which means I understand metaphors, so I'm trying to think of a good metaphor... Sure. Put this all together because I feel like we just heard like five different opinions of people like, oh, they're doing this. Actually, they're not doing that. They're really this, but are they? But to be fair, if that, if we believe the last one, all of that is intentional. It's all meant to make you question it so that it's harder for the overall group to be discovered, <gasps> which is fair. Like, that's a good yeah, strategy, but also really. They- but they also just, if that was the strategy, they just brought more attention and intrigue to themselves. True, but again... Like, it's now no longer something that's really underground. It's now something that, it's like the fucking, uh, but, I don't know what I was yeah, thinking of. But, but, but again, to be fair, in Paris, it, the whole, like, underground movement type stuff is already pretty mainstream. Like, people already do this stuff, even if this group wasn't there. Yeah, I guess if you're thinking in the context of it, I, I'm sure this might be a little more normal yeah. type of stories that that is going around in that culture. Yeah, and to be fair, also, like, um, this article, again, was written in 2012 for most of the, like, interview stuff. So I don't know how, like, operational they've been since that point. There's nothing. There's nothing since then. Like, the cinema stuff took place in 2004. The clock stuff took place, like, a few years later. And then the article took place in 2012. I, like, if you Google them, like, UX, urban exploration, like, you get, like, broader stuff. Like, you get stuff about the overall, like, urban exploration. Okay, movement. so it is, like, known about. Like, it's a thing. Yes, but it's not like a... Quote, unquote. It's not necessarily, thing. like, a a hard proven it, it almost seems like like when here here we go I'll make a metaphor I'm doing it I'm go figuring it. it out when you and your friends are like we're in a club now and we're called this but we're not going to tell anybody about it but like every once in a while a friend comes in and you're like you have to do our secret handshake and now you're in the club and like some people start to hear about it and they're like is it real and you're like mm, I don't know yes it's pretty much that, except for it's people. Like it with... might not be that serious or that spooky or intense, but the fact that they haven't just come out and been like, "Yeah, we do this," is well, what makes it more of a lore. But it's weird because they do, because like they they presented the clock like that. That was no. But then I'm confused. Then what what's all this hullabaloo about then? Exactly. That that's the weird like, part. They like, I feel like there's conflicting within the community. There's exactly ideas of like. Yeah, this is what we are and what we do, and then like maybe exactly like no, we do. It's part of the PR team. And then some people were like, "Well, well I guess we'll never know." And then yeah, no, I, like, I think I, mean, I think that probably is what it is. And for the people like who might question it, 
or like say other stories, I would assume, like you said, like it's more so a community, but within that community, there is a group of like friends or like closer people who yeah. do their own separate thing. Yeah, it does seem like more well known. It, it does seem like there there maybe was. I don't know if it was the original, but there is like a serious group of people that actually do this and like they're serious about it. And they're like, yep, that's what we're here to do. And it almost kind of grew where people, I mean, it, it's hard to really call things like this, like you're an official member or not, but like, I'm sure it kind of grew where yeah. people wanted to be a part of it because it wasn't technically an official thing. Yeah, and, and then so, as they needed to do you know, more every, stuff, everybody else starts talking about it more, and they want to create more more about things. And like you have the original people being like, "I mean, this is what we do." And then six people who heard about it down the line are like, "Oh, maybe." Yeah, and, and I'm sure. Yeah, over the years it kind of grew, especially people if you love like a good mystery. Yeah, especially if you aren't like meeting these people and you're not like knowing about them, like. You just hear of them. Like, they have monikers. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm sure there's, like, this weird... And, like, you said, like, the the normies, the fucking raviolis. Yeah. I'm sure that came from, like, the group kind of pseudo-grew, and a bunch of people were, like, doing very basic things, and they're like, I'm a part of the, this fucking group. Yeah, exactly. And, and they wanted to make it... And they were like, no, you're not we're not that it's not a thing you're not part of it don't act like you're part of it we're not even real so that they wouldn't get stupid idiots stupid freaking cheesy raviolis they're not part of the that they're part of it i mean what 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 is it what is, the, what is it from that show or the plastic? movie plastic is what it is it's like that except for they aren't like pompous rich girls i mean <clears throat> so i will Probably cut that <laughs> from the. I, that, honestly, the you just cut out whatever. the last half hour. Yeah, yes, I honestly, I'm like we, the marker we, I have. Should we is... like do a wrap up segment of like an actual maybe ending and be like, hey, that was a bunch of bullshit. No, I mean, I'll just, I'll just cut from wherever that is to like literally right now to that was basically. Oh, it. Shit. <laughs> That's uh that's all we have really. So for the whole underground cinema and the mystery surrounding the UX group over in Paris. Uh, right. Uh Shane, I wanna you know what to go to group. I, I've been I've been the guest this whole time, unfiltered. I wanna hear what are your closing thoughts on the whole thing? I still you think it's big? You think it's a hoax? I think it doesn't really matter. If it's big well, or not, well, because it's like it's end of the day. If it's a bigger group or if it's a smaller group, like it's a group of friends, quote unquote. I'm going to assume they're friends, uh, but people who have like a similar interest and a similar vibe Friendly. who just want to do like fun, chill stuff, like with no one bothering them. And I think that's a pretty fun vibe. I agree. However, you. you... How do you think, I mean, obviously that's not what we're talking about, though. It's spiraled out of, <laughs> spiraled into something different. Uh, I mean, not really. It's just, it. it's still at its core, 
some sort of underground group who does stuff like, you know, underground shows at places they shouldn't be. Stuff. I guess if you think about any sort of not very defined group of any means, you know, you can kind of assume anything about them and exactly. grow to a thousand things. There is some sort of truth there. Like, there are people doing things like this, and it doesn't seem like they mean any harm. Oh, yeah, I mean... Except for my man, you know, fucking Hitler screaming at people. Yeah, and beating them up and sealing off their exit and stuff like that. We don't count him. It's fine. Yeah, he doesn't count. Um, He's he's part of the PR team, so he's... He's on social media too often, so... He's a fucking hellout, dude. Exactly. He's not part of the real movement. He's just here for the clout. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. is he sold true. out to the the news. He's the one online all the time. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, again. There's not really too much more information wise. Uh, that's yeah. I I like them too. Ux Uix. Uh, if you do want to check them out, just Google it. They will show up. They're pretty front page but uh yeah julie the thank you so much for coming on to this episode special episode of the show uh i would say promote anything but as we did that at the top of the episode and you were like nah (laughs) i yeah yeah you know maybe one day but uh if you are interested on in coming back on, uh, would definitely love to have oh, you on yeah, for, brother. right? For, for other, other discussions that I think need a second voice or some sort of either reaction or discussion because it, I think it, it helps heighten the overall, yeah. uh, talking points. Uh, we mentioned well, the it's whole. It's a discussion. It's, it's telling a story to someone and having a discussion. It's yeah. not just, uh, reading a wikipedia page yeah and i think also the topics that i would like to share with you are the more like because typically the episodes we do they're more like a location or a thing and then like details like factual yeah it's Mm -hmm. more just like read the bullets go through the vibe uh but the rest that i kind of want to share and go through are a bit more vaguer or broader uh like we mentioned at the beginning with like you know those two internet mysteries uh i know you mentioned you love conspiracy stuff so i want to get you on for a conspiracy theory episode there are joy there's so many i mean there's i look so i don't necessarily want to be there. labeled as a conspiracy i'm down i don't care i'm a conspiracy but, theorist well i'm just not insane people are a little I don't know. Like I'm I, not I'm not walking around telling people the earth is flat, but like oh why was you the moon the landing a set? I don't believe so, but like Truly the sea on top of the rock is clearly a prop icon. There's enough sh- it's all for entertainment, at least Yo, I, in my in you, my view. Have you seen the show uh Your mom? Uh, the what? What show? Yo mama. Yo mama. Is that from Super Mega? Are you, is that why you're doing that? You don't have to call me out like that. 
of my friends watch okay, it, so I yes, I take their both, their comedic prowess. We're, we're both we're both fans what? of them. Uh, hey, yo. Uh, oh. oh, god damn it. I have to go through Netflix to try to find this show. I'm like, I just watched it. I can't remember the name. Netflix, search bar, Inside Job. Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? No, no, Inside Job. Uh, Undercover Ball. It's a show that was released last year on Netflix. It's like an animated adult comedy show. Uh, that is literally the entire premise, Julie, is an organization that makes up all the conspiracy theories that people talk about. <laughs> it is so there so are like, Yes, exactly. And oh, I forget so what, I forget what their name is, but it's like their actual organizational name is like really on the nose. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it, it's Cognito Inc. Is, is what I love they that. It's, it's a government thing. It's That's so, brilliant. It's a really, it's not like super, super funny. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those adult comedies where you're like, oh, that's funny, but you won't laugh out loud. That's clever. Yeah. Make uh, a silly yeah. joke. So I, I will definitely get you in on one of those. I don't know what theory we will do. Uh, there are hey, throw anything at so me. many. Oh, and I here's will, a proposition. I throw something at you. As in you research it or you give me the topic to research it? No, I was thinking I'll, I'll flip the tables and I'll be like, you don't know shit about the moon landing and tell you about it. Oh, as in like, like you probably know more than I do about a lot of these things. I don't know. We'll discuss you're, this. You're we'll going to tell, tell me about your theories about it. <laughs> Look, I keep bringing up the moon landing because it's on my mind, but I'm not. That is not necessarily the topic at hand. Now, let me tell you about Kubrick. Oh, no, thank you. You don't know that theory? I know enough about Kubrick. The moon landing Kubrick theory with the movie. I thought you were talking about Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah, the moon landing with Stanley Kubrick and the uh, the Shining movie and 2001 A Space Odyssey. That'd be cool. Honestly, I wouldn't even be mad if that was the truth. I'd be like, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Good job. That's a piece of American history, brother. All right, so you heard it here. Uh, we have a <laughs> genuine believer in conspiracy <laughs> theories. My, my only me. issue with actually doing conspiracy theories is the fucking cesspool that I will have yeah. to dive into. And That's read. the thing. That's why it's like... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, to be you, fair, I'm, you want to be interested, but you you have to put in so many disclaimers where it's like, look, yeah. it's just for funnies. Oh, I don't give a shit about the disclaimers. I'm talking about my own mental health of having to sit through the garbage that people write online. Because I, yeah, I mean, no, I do follow a lot of political stuff on Twitter, which I probably yeah. shouldn't do. But I'm like, it's no. such immediate. Twitter's for funny. So haha, ha, turn my brain off. <sighs> Joy. Twitter keeps no, recommending. I don't do that shit. Twitter recommends Dr. Oz tweets to me. Like Jeez, recommends it on my, the bad place. on my timeline. And I'm like, I don't follow him. I don't follow him. You need you need a hard reboot of your social media recommendations. I should. But it's only You need Twitter. to like wipe it fine. clean. Oh god, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's bad. It's bad. Well, uh, maybe upcoming episodes. Maybe conspiracies. Maybe, Maybe something else. Maybe. 
I, I, I'm pushing more of the conspiracy mystery stuff into next month. Uh, so this this episode will probably hey. air on Saturday. Hey. Uh, yeah, so Saturday. And then Tuesday will be another, like, PA series episode. Which I mean, I've... we only got a month left till spooky season. I know. We might need to start uh, setting up those, those backlogs. I... I know, I know. I the thing is weird. I have backlogs of like, uh, speaking of a list with like too many things to never get covered. Uh, I have a list that I'm like crossing out slowly, but I already do have some episodes researched and written out that I just have not recorded. Like I have a two part already written shit about uh, the Phoenix Lights, and. I'm pretty certain I had already recorded it at one point, but I had the wrong microphone setting, so I was recording through the laptop audio, and I just ditched it. Two like James, two episodes. What did we say? Like two we hours. Don't blame our tools. Two hours of the like, recording one day, and I just dumped it all. It's fine. You had <sighs> a nice night talking with yourself. I know. That's, and you'll and that's the that. thing. Yeah. But yeah, so I, yeah. I think that's a good spot for us to kind of wrap with this. Uh, this will be a long episode, but our recording clearly is not what's going to be fully up. <laughs> so much of that is going to uh, Yeah, <laughs> but um, Julie, thank you so much for coming on to this episode. I hope so you well. had a great time listening and discussing. <laughs> I know I did. I mean, you showed up to the call, so you initiated I mean... the call, so... I mean, you are still paying me, right? Mm. Oh, you take ex- you take exposure. I, I, we'll talk about it later. But yes, thank you for coming on. <laughs> um, I will hit stop. But for everyone else listening out there, thank you. Be nice to Julie. Uh, <laughs> Please leave reviews with her name in it specifically, uh, so that she sees nice five star reviews. Uh, Please comment. Oh my God, Julie's so funny! Ha ha ha! Bring her back. Uh, comment on Twitter. Don't be. Well, comment on Instagram. Don't comment on Twitter. You're nicer over there. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's that's the general consensus. Yeah. I I literally had someone reach out to me on Instagram on my not on the realm of unknown Twitter or Instagram, but on my personal Instagram, uh, and I felt bad because it went to like my. Is this a, like a spam message? Uh, but yeah. It, it was literally like some person saying like, hey, like I found your show and like it's really great and I love listening to it like on my trips to work and stuff. I just wanted to I just wanted Aww. to reach out to say I hope you keep doing new episodes. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. But I also don't know how she found my main account, but OK. <laughs> you know what? For all you cheapskates out there, go to patreon.com, Realm of Unknown. You could pay a dollar a month. Y'all got a dollar. Throw it in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Showing I throw out. my dollar in the hat. <laughs> yeah, right? Julie, Julie gets the it bonus episode. It was five, episode. and then I lost my job, and I was like, I got to come yeah, back. Yeah, I wouldn't make you go more. Uh, yeah, Julie, Julie is a part of the Patreon. Uh, so maybe if you sell out as well, uh, you can get onto the show and... Maybe, Maybe I'll listen to you. Me. Uh, but, you know, we, we have bonus episodes over there. Uh, we just had one uh, two days ago, I think, uh, get uploaded for... Bonus episodes. Up- we got polls. Yeah. 
Yeah, behind the scenes shit. Uh, if we do, if we do go on more paranormal investigations, shit will go up there. Maybe I'll spice it up a bit. I would love to go to a haunted place. Wait, would you be down to go to like? And we're gonna talk after this because I have. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll end this here uh, so that we can stop the recording, but we'll keep talking. But uh, yeah, hope everyone had a great time. See y'all next week and stay spooky. Bonjour. Bonjour, mon ami. Bonjour.